Right, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Jen. Um, just for people listening, like, you want to introduce yourself and tell us all about you. Yes, I'm Gemma, I'm the founder of Vala, mm-hmm. and Vala is an energy gel company based in Nice, mm-hmm. and we create energy gels made from natural ingredients mm-hmm. for endurance athletes, like runners, swimmers, cyclists, even hikers and golfers do take our gels, mm-hmm. um, but they're made from all natural ingredients, and just seven ingredients, they are maple syrup, date paste, lemon juice, lime juice, matcha tea powder, and mon sea salt and chia seeds hmm. and so our whole ethos is being unpreserved and natural yeah because obviously i've uh, i've tried these gels as well haven't i so i tried yeah. them uh you gave me a little sneak peek early didn't you i think it was yeah. back in like october november last year for I the did. ultra um yeah. and I, I think i told you this i tried them like later on in the race and I love them and obviously I've tried it since as well, they are amazing. So what with, with Valor Energy, so if you want to start with the name actually, yeah. uh, obviously I've just found out what it means, so yeah. tell people listening. Yeah, so Vala is actually a Welsh girl's name, mm. meaning chosen, um, because I really wanted athletes to have a natural choice of gel and um, I really wanted to have a Welsh name as well because as I was saying to you um, before we started recording, I wanted to have a name that had meaning but that didn't necessarily have a sporting connotation that could, you know, have a little bit of anonymity to it. And so, um, yeah, I just was looking for Welsh translations of run or health and I couldn't find anything that really resonated with me. So I started looking at baby names and then I found Vala and it just really clicked with me. It just looks quite graphic as well. Do you know what? I was going to say, that's interesting actually because like... I've I was speaking to somebody about this the other day, like choosing the name for a business, Chad actually on the last podcast, um, it's very difficult to choose a name for a business, yeah. isn't it? And I've never thought about that, like choosing actual like girls, well, well, well any name, like human names or like or things like that, I've never thought about doing it that way. Yeah, it's hard because once you've picked it, it's, I guess it's like naming a child, mm. <laughs> which I've not done, but um, you kind of, you make a commitment and yeah. that is your business and you have to look at it every day and be proud and happy with the name you've chosen. Um, so yeah, Vala, I definitely felt a connection to it. And um, originally it was actually gonna be called Oma, hmm. O-M-A, because my partner Dan, who was the inspiration for Vala, he is a Kiwi and Mari is the, um, the trans, uh, Oma is the Mari translation for run. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, but a lot of people started telling me that it had other meanings and other languages and it was, um, it was actually grandmother in German and then I just sort of re, I went back to the drawing board and just started saying, hang on, what do I really want my brand to be? Like, I want it mm. to be Welsh. I want it to stand for being a Welsh brand and that is what made me sort of, um, reevaluate and then try and find a Welsh connection then. With, with, with that then, how have you found that people locally essentially have responded to your brand because it's a local Welsh brand? Because like, you know, you, you know, like with energy gels, you know what I mean? You buy them in Tesco and things like that, yeah. obviously. But like what you've done in a, in a sense, for me, it seems like a bit, you know, quite niche, especially because yeah. it's all natural, do you know what I mean? Because like a lot of them are just, they got no, God knows what's in them. Yeah. You know, and the fact, the fact that it's local and you're doing that, it just, I feel like, have you had a good response from people? Yes, definitely. I mean, a large part of me wanting to move back to Wales was because I know there's such a sense of community and 
we are very into triathlons and um, also running because we have such amazing scenery for it. Mm. And um, yeah, so the support locally has been amazing. And I think being so niche has worked to our advantage in a way because people go, like they look at the Instagram bio and they're like, wait, there's an energy gel company from mm. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really random. And sort of, um, yeah, helps us build a connection. And through things like, um, the local networking events we've really felt a sense of I guess community and I always say to people I think especially in um, an area like South Wales where everyone wants to see their local brand succeed it becomes this collaboration over competition attitude and we're all like who can I introduce you to like oh someone else is like meet my friend they do this Um, and so you just grow this network and it sort of becomes very organic and um, natural which I really loved and that was something I wanted because I didn't want to just start a brand that had a lot of investor back in and was really anonymous and yeah. you don't know really know anything about it and it's so elusive so like I'm very transparent that it is just me that works for the brand yeah yeah <laughs> I am Vala's copywriter the photographer um, <laughs> I do everything and um, yeah like I'm proud of us being a starter hmm. and I think a lot of people sometimes are ashamed of um, the startup status unfortunately hmm. like um, I met someone once and he was saying that when his brand was a startup he um, would make up different characters when he answered the phone to make his team seem bigger uh, okay. and then he'd be like I'll put you on to um, PR now and then put on a different voice and I was like that's actually quite sad because like you're, yeah. you're hiding part of your story and um, I think when you're a startup people really want to help you as well 100% yeah like you said but there about the, the collaboration you meet people yeah. that introduce you to other people and stuff when they know you're a startup especially if you're a local mm-hmm. a company as well yeah um, I think you know what it's it's a difficult one because sometimes it does serve you serve a purpose to seem like you've got a bigger team you know yeah. rather than being a smaller company but then like I think sometimes it's better like you said if you're just very transparent and open about the fact about your story and the fact that you are a startup yeah and potentially that can be part of the part of the journey then and the customers come on that journey with you maybe they're more likely because it's more of a, a close-knitted service if that makes sense yeah. yeah definitely because even people that will message us on instagram i'll reply and then we start a conversation and then they just become friends of the brand and yeah. you feel that connection with your customers and your audience and they don't feel like they're just buying from some faceless brand mm-hmm. um in the middle of nowhere you know yeah. So how long would you start Valor then? When did you actually get the idea for it? So I had the idea in September 2017. Okay, that was wild. Three years ago. It was like so long ago. Mm. Um, When I was living in Australia, I um, met my partner Dan and he was in the process of becoming sober. And so um, obviously he had a lot more time to sort of um, put into activities and... um, I don't drink anyway, so running became our um, sort of like hangout mm-hmm. <laughs> after work, you know. Yeah. Um, and then he's actually just a naturally very good runner and started entering half marathons and then full marathons. And um, during that time, he became plant-based and then sober and just saw the benefits of eating healthily and mm. exercising. But then he was still taking these, um, I guess you call them commercial energy gels, like mm. the ones that are mostly chemicals mixed with water they're quite runny a lot of people get bad stomachs from them and I 
I'm obsessive about reading the packaging on everything mm. and I will Google anything I don't recognize. And then I started thinking, why are you eating this? And I saw a pattern with people really saying the same thing. And I thought there's gotta be something, but the things that were available were <clears throat> in America. So we were either having to like import them mm. uh, or the packaging was too big for him to fit in his pocket during a marathon yeah, yeah. or there was too much or yeah, the, the list was just endless. And I was like, I'm going to make you something. And mm. so I just, just on Pinterest looking at recipes. And then I just think it sort of snowballed. I never had this like light bulb, mo light bulb moment of like, hmm. this is what my life's gonna be. I was like, oh, I'm gonna start making stuff in my Nutribullet and my heat sealer. And then, yeah, maybe I'll like look for a factory or, or maybe I'll just see like how you get a business loan and write a business plan. And yeah, like it's, I just started gaining momentum and then um, I just, thought like I have to like give this a go now you know like mm. we talk about like feeling a calling and feeling like you have a purpose I just felt like that was my purpose to um create that really yeah so yeah so that was three years ago and then I moved back to Wales last August and um focused on it full time because I did not realize how much legislation goes into making a food business yeah, and rightly so obviously because People are eating it, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of, so much paperwork. I had no idea about like hmm. lab tests and all these product specs and things. Um, and so, yeah, we eventually launched in June, which, you know, I had that date planned in from the December 2019, hmm. long before coronavirus even hit. And so we launched like smack bang in the middle of um, a global pandemic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is always a good time to do it. I know. <laughs> um, I mean, who could have thought that would have happened? Um, so yeah, that was it. So we launched in June. We've had a really amazing response so far. And it's crazy just to think, yeah, it's only been three months, but it feels like about a year. Already. Well, I mean, with you, with the, obviously I've had you on the Instagram for quite a while. Yeah. Like, um, and there's little flies in you. For, you know, <laughs> camera can't see this, but we're just like this. Um, yeah, like obviously I've, I've uh, you know, had the Valor Energy Instagram for like over a year now. Yeah. Um, actually it would have been it was a bit, yeah, about a year and a half saying that because you did the write up, I think, from my um, marathon, wasn't it? And that was like, that was yeah. from like June last year or something like that. So, yeah, it was quite a while ago. But obviously, like I said to you, I mean, you've been so active with it in terms of engagement with, with people, uh, you know, following like people who are re respective to your business as well, mm. I think, isn't it? And, you know, the ambassadors, the ambassadors that you've had have been great so they're all like local runners and local cyclists and yeah. um you know people who would be good advocates for the brand and i think that's worked really well especially because you've done you did like top tips didn't you top yeah, tips from yeah. like um like about ultra running and top tips about stuff like that and i found that was really good just because it's it adds more character to the brand to the brand and to the and flavor to the brand and also it shows this insight into like these different people yeah who have done these different things, you know, whether it's ultra running or triathlons and stuff like that. Because you, yeah. you do have done triathlons yourself, haven't you? Or you I don't it? do triathlons. I run, mm. but I don't, don't do marathons, yeah. which people always think is hilarious because they're like, why do you run an energy gel company? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I do a lot of, personally, I do a lot of hit. I do a lot of hiking. 
I do probably the most is about a 10k, 15k run, mm-hmm. and then my body just starts to give up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would. It's something maybe in the future I would look to get into because obviously I learned so much about it through Vala and meet mm. so many contacts and people are always saying come along and come hang out and see what you think so I think yeah definitely it's something I'd like to do I think long long distance as well the difference between doing like a 10k or a half marathon or whatever is like you know when you go start going higher you know is slowing yourself down per mile you know just to keep your heart rate as low as possible as long as possible you know not pushing yourself to go up the hills you know just like walking them and taking it easy keeping that maintained heart rate uh, but also the limit that you set yourself like I think if you say right I'm going to run 10k or I'm going to enter a 10k and run 10k yeah. that 10k is the finish line yeah. you know if you were to go do you know what I am just going to go and run I'm just going to just do a, some sort of a random circuit I'm not going to look how far it is but you're just going to go for it you'll probably end up especially if you pace yourself as well to make sure you, you know you're, you're more you're, you're keeping keeping your heart rate low you could probably do like double even in some cases like triple what you initially thought just by not setting that finish line mm. like at that 10k for example just setting it a little bit further like you know doing a half say right i'm gonna do a half marathon because you'll go and do that 10k and you'll finish it feeling a lot better mm. you know if you were already aiming for the, the half marathon do you know what i mean because yeah. your, your body and your mind is conditioned already to you know thinking right I'm, this is what i'm doing um so i found that's quite quite useful actually is just you know when you step it up like the 35 miler for me last year was horrific yeah you know it was so horrible but then when i did the 50 mile ultra like two weeks ago that was you know i got to like my to be honest my knee had gone by Mm. 28 29 miles um but my body was fine my cardiovascular system and my you know my body was all right like i wasn't aching or anything so when i got to about 32 to 35 I was in a lot of pain because of my knee, but my body itself was fine. So, you know, had my knee not gone, I would have been a lot better at the 35 mile, much better in fact than I was when I did it the first time. So I think it's just, you know, because I knew I had all that distance left to go, I was a little bit more mentally prepared and it does make a difference big time. Yeah, I think mindset is everything. Like when you're exercising as well, because you don't realize how strong your mind is Mm. and how capable you are when you really set your mind to something, you can do it. And yeah, it's taking, I guess, taking rules from other parts of life or looking back on other achievements you've had, you know, when you once thought I could never run a 5k and then you run a 5k and you're like, oh, I've done that now. What can I do next? A 10k. And Mm. it's about, yeah, like breaking through, like we were saying, those like limiting beliefs and um, yeah, yeah, just getting out there and doing it and not procrastinating. Did you ever think that you were going to be owning a, like a business then? Was it something that you'd had a, like I know you said, you you know, the vision for Vala kind of came together just from yeah. giving stuff a go and, and trying you know recipes out and stuff but you know had you ever thought about running any sort of business before that then or um yes and no because my first ever job was as a fashion assistant mm. in an office job in london and i realized pretty early on that i didn't like working in a desk job mm. but i just thought oh well this is life i have to get on with it and then after um nine months i got made redundant and then i fell into freelancing mm. which is like this wonderful world of um working on your own terms and then getting to work for lots of different people and then i sort of found a happy medium for a while where i felt like i had my own control mm. and I felt like I wasn't just being told what I have to do every day for the rest of the year sort of yeah. thing because I, I love variety and um, 
so my job was as a designer and an art director for lots of fashion and beauty brands and different agencies and so I sort of fell in love with the idea of working for myself there mm-hmm. and learned a lot of skills about um, like invoicing, tax and all you know time management, being proactive mm-hmm. and then I think they sort of gave me the confidence to start my own business Okay, yeah. Um, and without those sort of 10 years or so of like you know working doing that I don't know if I would have had as much confidence to mm-hmm. start my own business because through those skills, I now am very self-sufficient. Like, mm. I learned a lot of skills along the way about, um, yeah, like I said, like invoicing or even designing, doing your own branding and stuff. But I think ultimately I started to think that I wanted to be more in control of my own time more yeah. than anything. And I got to the point where my time was worth more than money. Mm. And I was like, I really have to reevaluate my life. And um, even after like five years, five years in I was sort of like do I want to do this for the rest of my life hmm. and I I just don't think it's ever too late to change or it's never too late to like learn something new and so like even my family were like well if you're gonna do it you should do it now and um now was a good time I guess to start the business everyone's really into healthy eating quote unquote at the moment um so yeah I think I'd always wanted to do something that was sort of like more independent and have more autonomy over my life hmm. um yeah and then sort of finding Vala and thinking like oh well I can actually do all the things I want to see in a brand myself um in terms of like we said about um creating a brand where you speak to your customers and you invite your customers into your brand you know yeah. you're not just talking at them um and then just thinking eventually further down the line I want to create a company that I'd want to work for and like give people freedom Hmm. to do what they want in their job you know flexible hours and stuff and trust and things so yeah that was a large part I think it was just a lot of things sort of snowballed together I like what you said as well actually about you know it's never it's never too late to start something new to be a beginner again and I think I've let you heard something before where you know this they said basically you're either you're one of two things you're either a teacher or you're a student, you yeah. know, in whatever discipline it is in life. Like let's say, you know, if you're, if you're a plaster, for example, you know, you're a student until you learn what to do, and then you are the teacher. Then after yeah. that, you're teaching other people or whatever about whatever your trade is. Do you know what I mean? And you're doing it. But I think people, when they become a master at something, mm. they feel that they feel obliged almost to stay within that specific remit, mm. and it almost becomes, you know, it, it becomes quite scary. I think the thought of going back and starting back from scratch yeah. and you know and doing you know and, and trying new things or whatever so like um i think i've had this conversation with dan sheehan actually so shout out to dan sheehan one-to-one fitness um you know he is somebody who's been you know, i've had him on the podcast actually i don't know if you've seen that one but like, you know he's um a yeah, former professional football player you know but then he's gone he's gone back to uni now and he's studying I think he's doing sports science. Sorry, Dan. Actually, uh, if I forgot this wrong, but you know, <laughs> he's, yeah, you know, he's gone back and he's, uh, you know, he's try. He's not, and we had this conversation. Like, he's not afraid to try. Yeah. Start no, start a new basically. Start fresh and just learn new things and become a student again. And I think it's so important to do that in life because you know, especially if you've been in jobs for a long time, long time, or you know, in a profession for a long time, you know, you kind of get to a point where I suppose you start to stagnate. And I think as soon as you throw yourself back in the you know, in the deep end yeah. or the pond or whatever, you know you've got to you've got to learn to swim again in a different way. And I think 
I love doing that. I think yeah, you know that's same. where you notice the most growth. And again, it comes down to exploring your passions. If you've got a passion for something, you know, it seems a waste that you never explore that. And you know, that's where it becomes. You know, I think if you have got something that you fancy doing for a while, there's never a better time than now. And just just about giving it a go, really, and then just try it. Yeah, exactly. And I think you have to think to yourself when I'm say 80 and I look back on my life do I want to look back and think well I'm glad I tried that and you know I learned this or I had this experience or do you want to look back and say I just wish I'd done this Mm. you know which type of person do you want to be yeah and yeah just take take opportunities that come to you and what one of my mottos I think the motto is the right word uh, is no stone unturned so like oh, you know I kind of yeah. want to uh, I got that from a, a Nickelback song is that <laughs> right I'm saying this right people listening and watching or whatever they're probably thinking oh, you know I'm, I'm stopping watching this podcast now because a lot of people hate Nickelback I don't know why I think he's great um, I'm going to get slagged off in the comments but, but uh, there's one of his songs if t- was it if today was your last day and in that part he says something about like you know leave no stone unturned exactly. and I just I really I love that song but I love them like that as a motto essentially as well because yeah. you know I think you know a lot of people and you know and it, it, like a, it is a lot, everybody's going to leave something on the table but I think you yeah. know like you said when you get to 80, 90, 100 or whatever it is you know if you are that lucky and um I think when you get to that stage, like I don't want to have any regrets. I've got no regrets in my life as it is, yeah. and I want to keep it that way. I want to make sure that when I get to that age, that I've left no stone, no stone unturned yeah. in terms of what I wanted to do with my life. And um, and I think it's just it is a good little mantra to live by in that sense. Yeah, so. definitely. And I think as well, like something I really learned through Vala is trying not to be driven by ego and not being like, oh, what, like you know, why am I doing this? Like questioning it, yeah. like am I not doing it because I don't want to fail and I don't mm. want to look stupid or be embarrassed? Or if you just really just embrace and be like, well, I actually might fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like, what is the worst that could happen if I do fail? Like, um, maybe I get embarrassed or, you know, would I be more embarrassed to look back and think I didn't even try or I kept telling my friends about this idea for five years and, you know, they still ask me about it and I'm still putting it off. So, yeah, I think just really questioning why you're doing something but then also just, yeah, you have to believe in yourself sometimes and just take the take a plunge 100 percent. yeah and i like well i'm glad you said that actually because i was going to ask you about well i know you've touched upon it already about why you started um Vala, but i mean in terms of like the you know the natural side of things the yeah. natural ingredients i think it's with you with your brand you can tell yeah. that it's not about money you know it's not about yeah. money because you're so you know so driven with it so focused on you know and like it's taken you obviously like a good good amount of time to build up the profile to get the you know to do the crowdfunding and get to where yeah. you are now and i think to to have that sustained motivation to do something you know when there's like you know it, you know obviously the, the income hasn't started because you haven't launched, launched the business at that point it's very difficult to keep that sustained motivation you've really got to have a strong why yeah and simon sinek talks talks about this in his ted talks like i probably mentioned this already in the podcast about you know having that why uh behind your brand yeah it gives you know it's essentially what all companies that are you know these massive companies or these great companies that are you know are you know extremely successful that's the main thing with them really realistically is they know what their why is yeah. before they know how they do what no sorry what they're doing or how they're going to do it yeah and that's those you know yeah most people just know what, they, what they're selling and how they're going to sell it to the customers but they don't really know why they're actually selling that product you you've started from the inside of the circle the why and yeah. worked your way out and i think that's uh it's the best way to start but in terms of the why so like obviously you're vegan you've told you know you've yeah. told, you've told me this before so if you want to talk a little bit about that what can obviously why 
when and why you went vegan and also like how that translates into the business and how you kind of molded the two together Do you know yeah what, you know definitely I mean? yeah so um prior to being being vegan i was vegetarian from the age of six hmm. Once I found out what meat was, mm. I was just like, I don't want to eat that. I love animals too mm. much, which sounds very like, I don't know, maybe a bit like Pollyanna, but Pollyanna, <laughs> Pollyanna a bit like twee, you know, like, oh. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just, I just never felt like a connection with eating meat and mm. it was never something I wanted to do. I'm from a family of meat eaters. And so I, yeah, vegetarian for a long time. And then when I was 23, I started finding out more about um veganism and plant-based diets and also researching plant-based i guess like plant-based athletes and at the time i was also um yeah like giving up like you know partying a bit yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. just changing my priorities in life and um so that was kind of the the why behind i just wanted to have just like um, a more healthy lifestyle because at the time i was living with anxiety and ocd but right. i just didn't know it like i only got diagnosed last year but now i see like how all those traits are very like typical mm. of ocd and anxiety and then i started to realize like hang on if i exercise then i feel much better and then if i don't drink alcohol maybe i feel much better and if i eat an you know plant-based diet and i cut out the refined sugar all these things are playing into each other and then yeah. if i do a guided meditation before bed um i just notice like my well-being feeling um like it was sort of getting enhanced by mm. doing this and then so that became sort of like my um like my personal journey to it and a lot of my friends i used to work with would always say like oh my gosh you should have been a nutritionist or you should have done this because you know so much but like it's just reading and like reading things like the china study reading things like thrive and educating yourself i suppose and yeah. then um never thought that it would actually become a business but i think that's what happens when you start speaking stuff out loud and saying oh you know um may, uh, maybe i'm going to retrain and become a nutritionist or oh maybe i'll become a personal trainer and quit all this and um law of attraction yeah it is it's what you know what you say mm. comes to you and that's just proof that you should be really careful of your thoughts yeah. and your words um yeah yeah and it worked to my advantage i didn't become a nutritionist obviously but i am training to be a personal trainer now um and so that that's all sort of fed into um into vala's ethos of having this brand that is not just a product focused brand it's not just like you buy this thing and then it mm. does this for you it's like you buy this but then like I'm, I'm sure as you see through the content we produce it's all about um the lifestyle that goes around our brand like we are essentially a lifestyle brand yeah. i talk a lot about like doing meditation or you know practicing you know three gratitude exercises when you're on your run tomorrow mm. or you know ways that you can switch off or if you don't like doing meditation try a guided meditation and just don't put pressure on yourself to do yoga because you know you think you should find things that you enjoy as well like life is about enjoying it and find an exercise you enjoy don't just yeah. run because everyone else is running like you might enjoy it more um yeah. And so I think we tried to talk about that, just embrace like who you are and um, try and find a lifestyle that suits you mm. and um, how we can help through that is through offering a plant-based alternative so that you don't feel like you have to be, um, 
you know, compromising on your sports nutrition, essentially, that you can still have a gel that fits within your lifestyle and that won't give you an upset stomach as much as certain other gels would. You know, that's a lot mm. of the feedback we get, that people think that Bala is really good. caffeine as well, I think, isn't it? That plays yeah. a big part. I mean, I, uh, Stacey Farnell, who I had on the podcast, not last, but the one before, I mean, we had the conversation about that, actually, because he's an ultra, obviously, he's an ultra runner as well, and I think... You know, I was saying to him, like, I had the caffeine energy gels with me, yeah. you know, and I had a couple of those, but thankfully my stomach was all right. Like, you know, it didn't play up. But, you know, you are kind of playing with fire a little bit. I think when you start yeah. taking, like, caffeine gels or whatever, like, quite, into, especially in the long runs. Yeah, exactly. You'd be running to the toilet. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think everyone's so different. That's the thing. Yeah. It's finding what works for you and, um, tr- like, testing, doing your own training as well. Because we are we're all completely different humans like mm. we can all tolerate different things so yeah i think what i wanted for vala was to have that alternative just for people to have the option really mm. and um seeing that gap in the market and thinking well if someone's gonna fill it like mm. why shouldn't it be you know me why should it be you yeah yeah and like do i just want to sit around and wait for someone else to do it and go like well i could have done that I've never done anything. Something I meant to mention this earlier on as well. Actually, you mentioned when you know when you talk the way you talk to clients, you're yeah. talking as if it's you essentially. You are the brand, you know, yeah, and you talk yeah. to customer, you know, clients and people on the Instagram and the Facebook and stuff. You know, at a level, you know, you don't talk yeah. to them or talk like a robot. You're speaking as you are, and I, I really, really respect 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 brands that you know that do that and people who do that because. It's, it's very authentic. Like, mm. I've always said this about the pizza boys, so shout out to the pizza boys. Oh my God, I Ali love and pizza Nano, boys. yeah, they're uh, best pizzas in Swansea. Um, like, well, I, I love, I've told them this, I think, as well. Like, I love what they do with their branding, because it's the same as you in that respect. They are, on their posts that they put up, uh, you know, and how they interact, I'm assuming, with customers, they literally are, you know, they're two brothers who yeah. are, you know, just, just like, you know, just lads, you know what I mean? And they speak like that in their branding, but it, it yeah. is perfect because it just goes with the name, the Pizza Boys, and it becomes part of their kind of ethos and who they are. And yeah. I think that is, for me, that's a big reason, in addition to the pizzas being amazing, like how they are, you know, are doing so well, mm. you know, and I, I love that. So, yeah, yeah, shout out to the Pizza Boys. <laughs> Having the human connection as well. Just, re- yeah, like helping people realise that you you are just like them you know just because yeah. you run a business you are still a human yeah 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 people respond to it a lot better these days because we're all we're all, we're all i don't want to say bored maybe but you know we're almost numb to corporate like branding and stuff and i think that's why a lot of people then when they see a brand which is doing well on a local basis yeah you know and putting themselves out there and, and trying to make something that people are really responsive to it and want to yeah. help you um you know au vodka as well it's, no uh, so AU Vodka is um, a local Swansea brand oh, right. and they, you know, they've, they've been doing really well for years you know like I've, mm. I've kind of followed like some of the stuff they're doing and I know that they've been doing really well for a good few years like they had I think they were in weight drawers and places like that so they you know they're maybe I think I'm sure they're in Harrods as well in London they've done wow. they have, they've done quite well you know <laughs> but um, you know through lockdown naturally because all the bars and stuff have been shut you know that's a big portion of their income and at that point, they started, you know, doing running paid ads um, on Facebook as Swansea's own vodka, uh, you mm. know, tailored to people in Swansea. And honestly, it blew up unbelievably on a local wow. basis from that. Everybody was just like, oh my God, you know, this Swansea vodka. Like, I think they knew, some people knew about it before and it, some people knew it was from Swansea. But through lockdown, like, you know, since then as well, everyone has just been raving about it. Everyone's tried it. You know, it's, 
just blew up massively. And I think wow. it was a lot of it was down to the fact that you've you know, they've seen this, um, you know, successful brand which just happens to be from Swansea, which yeah. is you know, I say a small town, a small city, you know, you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, and I think that people just respond to that really, really well. So that's what well, I know. I, I, I can see why being a Welsh smaller, well, like a local brand is, is good. Yeah, definitely. And like my sister and I were having this conversation yesterday saying that there seems to have been a massive shift in focus to people supporting local now, yeah. especially in the last, I think, five years. Like you see brands like The Secret and how popular that is mm-hmm. and so many, um, yeah, independent businesses. And then through events like business and vital girl boss club um you start meeting other businesses and you just don't realize how Mm. many local businesses there are like pretty Mm. much anything you want now you could buy from a local business yeah yeah. and it's so nice to know that that's being reinvested into someone you actually know who they are yeah yeah. you could like speak to them and you know you know it's going back into your local economy and i think that's very rewarding as well Emily's coming on the podcast this week, actually, Emily, Emily Fender. Yeah, I think we're doing, all, we're doing it on Wednesday, so that'll be released for the people listening and watching. It might be, like, maybe Friday or Saturday, but I'll keep you posted anyway on social media. She <laughs> is another one that is killing it on Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's so active. Like, it's, you know, she's a really high-energy person. I love that, yeah. you know what I mean? She is just, like, you know, 100 miles an hour going for it, and it's just, a, you know, yeah. it's a good, you know, it's a good thing to, to have that sort of, like, you know, that energy, that drive, and, yeah. you know, like you know, like I said with you, with Valor as well, it's like very consistent sustained energy that you've focused in one area which has been really you know i mm. know rewarding if we uh i don't know if we talked about this yet crowdfunding i think we spoke about it before yeah, the podcast did, actually didn't yeah. we um so obviously for people listening i don't know about crowdfunding do you want to explain what you did and what it is yeah. and stuff like that so with vala i had the idea obviously to launch it and then i decided i wanted to try and um i guess self-fund yeah, yeah. Um, or not pitch to investors because mm. I wanted to run the business the way I wanted to run it which might be different to how an investor might want to run it um, and so I was looking for al- alternative forms of funding and then a lot of people were saying you should do crowdfunding and I was like hmm, maybe I should so um, I spoke to my friend Rich Emmett who is a great triathlon coach and he was like I know all these people like let's film a video for it mm. I've got a friend that does drones and it became this like epic feature that went yeah. on for like four <laughs> minutes with like all these different locations and shots um, which looking back is like quite hilarious but mm. um, yes yeah, so I was like I'm gonna film a video I'm pr- gonna put it all on Kickstarter and like the minute I clicked launch they were like you've been denied because we don't accept energy products and I was like oh, oh my what? gosh what am I gonna do and obviously I came to your event as well and I was like yeah. looking at the different kind of um, platforms and I was like right um, I'm just gonna have to go on Indiegogo and hope for the best and um, but the benefit to Indiegogo is that even if you don't reach a target you still keep all of the funds yeah. with Kickstarter you have to match or exceed otherwise it you don't get anything yeah, yeah. yeah which is quite sad really um, so I put an Indiegogo and then the goal was to do about five I think mm. five grand. and but for everything I needed 15 so I was like should I put 15 I was like I'm just gonna do it because it goes back to that thing of like I'm not gonna let my ego try and like run this show for me and <laughs> yeah. even if it doesn't reach 15 I have to live with that like, yeah, yeah I just have to be comfortable with the fact that I have to find funding elsewhere and whatever mm. um so yeah we reached I think we reached about like three and a half or something through funding and then 
once people started finding out about it, they were like, oh, you get 10% taken off. I'm just going to give you money direct. Like, I'm not giving yeah, money yeah. <laughs> to Indiegogo, which is just, like, hilarious. So, yeah, we raised, like, probably about five in the end, which mm. was amazing. Um, and I learned a lot of lessons doing that. It was just a really good PR exercise as well, in a way. Really good chance to um, make a brand video as well and raise awareness. And... Um, then as a result of that we had obviously funds to um to get a head start and then i ended up getting um further funding from bank development mm. bank wales which oh, yeah, helped okay, me to yeah. get Vala off the ground and they were so amazing yeah. um so yeah i think it's a bit challenging it's a lot of time as well to do a kickstarter type campaign. that's what i wanted to ask about yeah. actually because like obviously i knew about i've known about crowdfunding and some of the different platforms but i've never actually been through the process of doing it myself so yeah. again i didn't really know you know how long it would take but i know that you know it's essentially like you know you are running a campaign and you you know, yeah. you know it's just not like you're not applying for a bank loan you put in the application and then you get it or you yeah. don't it is like you have got to put, promote it yourself and you've got to really sell it to people. Mm. Um, but like the reason I wanted to ask you about that is just because I know there's potentially going to be people listening who are, you know, either in the process of setting up or want to start a business or maybe already have one. And again, like funding is probably the, you know, it's one of the main issues, yeah. uh, one of the main barriers for people who want to start a business. You know, they, they're thinking, well, where can I get the funds from and mm. stuff like that. And well, you know, the experience that I've had when I've set up businesses, I haven't had a penny in my pocket to start yeah. a, business, a business, but, you know, when you actually run at it, as though you've already got the money and you already know in your head what you want to do and you keep on pushing, keep on pushing, yeah. it's, it's, ma it's, it's almost like magic, do you know what I mean? The money somehow just, you know, yeah, like, does. you know, it doesn't appear as such, but it does, do you know what I mean? It's almost like somebody will say, oh, well, actually, I'm looking, I've got a couple of grand in the bank, I'm looking to invest into something, you know, oh, you know amazing, yeah. you know, or, you know, you'll... I don't know, go to a business advisor and they'll say, oh, actually, you can put it into this loan or you'll, uh, like with the first business, you know, we had pieced it together from a few different sources, you know, yeah. like I had some from my mother, my father took a, you know, a loan out and stuff like that for mm -hmm. me and I was like, oh my God, it's crazy, you know, it's crazy, like we just somehow got this funding and then yeah. we had a grant which paid everybody off. Oh, so it's it. just, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think, yeah, you know, like funding, it seems to be the main barrier that people put in front of themselves but like you said, it's just about, just running at it and also yeah. like you know naturally it's going to take a bit of time but like crowdfunding can be an option sometimes as well and 10 yeah. percent is quite steep actually i think isn't it to give yeah to it is quite a lot platform. if you're raising a fair amount of money yeah. to give that um but yeah it was a good platform to use but like you said i think i think that's the scary part when you have an idea for a business and then mm. you start getting quotes and you think oh my gosh i don't know actually how i'm gonna pay for this mm. and then you start to feel like, am I just going to give up? Yeah, then, yeah. Like you have two options, don't you? You can just call it a day and be like, well, I actually, I don't want to take the risk and get a business loan. Or you can be like, I'm just going to get it and see what happens and yeah, keep yeah. chipping away. Because there was another incident where I already had um, one business loan when I was living in London and I could have reapplied, but um, they had certain loopholes that meant I couldn't reapply. So mm. then I was literally like, this might not be a reality. I had everything booked in and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get the funding. Mm. Like, do I just have to take out a personal loan? Like, yeah, yeah. it's so scary and I think it's something that nobody really speaks about. People just see like the shiny Instagram posts 
and they think, 100%. oh, well, that's great. You're winning a life. You've got some nice pictures on Instagram and you've got some people using your product. But like the back end of running a business is something that often people overlook in, t- in favor of um, the more, um, I guess, the more glossy like headlines that mm. seem more fun. Like, oh, we had a product in a magazine or we did this and someone used our product. But there's a lot of yeah like there's a lot of mindset work that goes into the back side you know like the back end yeah, of yeah. it and um challenges you have to overcome and yeah all these things like you said you just have to like keep like pushing away and pushing away and being like i'm gonna do this and i remember once i was listening to something and they said um challenges are an opportunity to reveal your true character and i was like that's a very good mm-hmm. quote so now it's like stuck on my computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, a little sticky notes everywhere exactly like, like you know one day i'm just like yeah i needed that today it's like uh what you said there about the shiny instagram and things or the shiny like you know the titles yeah, the headlines, that people the headlines yeah. that people want for business like i've, I've met people uh, who want to set up, for example, like uh, let's uh, you know clothing brand, right? Like so yeah. a few people, because I used to own the shop before Better Gentleman. I used to have a people who would approach me about they they say they want to set up a clothing brand and stuff. So they kind of yeah. just naturally gravitated to me and asked me about it. Not that I've set one up myself, but mm. you know it, it was just they. I seemed like a, the right person to speak to, obviously, to a few people. So they they'd message me, and you know they'd be some of them might say like uh, you know this isn't an exact example but they might say something along the lines of like oh well you know i've got the instagram account i'm going to build up the following i'm going to you know or pay for followers and this and that or whatever yeah. you know just to train and i'm like it's, it's yeah. not that's not a brand you know what i mean you need to you know a brand's not just a logo either you know no. logo is branding yeah. but a brand is like you know who, who your customers are and how you you know what market segment you're going into and how you're going to kind of you know how you how you're going to reach those customers what they're yeah. going to think of your brand and you know your company and stuff there's there's so many things which feed into a brand rather than just you know the logo and the color of your you know the type of font that you've got and the color in they're all good things to do you know as yeah. part of the branding process um but i think it's just so many people think that they've got like a successful or like, it'll look like they've got a successful brand if they've got ten thousand plus followers on yeah. instagram you know, and that's that's just not the case. You know, like I've known, I know a couple of people who have had um, Instagram accounts with like eighty to hundred thousand followers. Uh, most of them organic, but some paid for, I think. Yeah. And you know, and they've got like the really good content. But in terms of the actual sales, it's not trying. It's not translating the sales. You know, you'd, yeah. you'd be lucky if they get in. I don't know, like a couple of a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand pound a month like you know it's still it's still bringing in income you know yeah. but it's like respective of the you know of the amount of money they're pumping into advertising the amount of money and the the actual following that they've got and the money that you'd think they'd be earning it's nowhere near it but they've they've got that kind of portrayal then they portray that in a certain way just because of the amount of following they've got so i think it's important to realize with starting a brand it's not all about the instagram and building up a following yeah. you know it may help but it's yeah. better to have three five three to five hundred followers on your instagram and things but they are specifically the people who are interested in your brand yeah because instagram will naturally start pushing you into you know giving you the better algorithms because you're getting better engagement anyway on your posts yeah so i think you know and and if you do they're, they're more likely to convert you know you might, might you, you would have a probably much higher conversion rate on your instagram uh, followers essentially of them actually buying something from you if they are specific customers so, yeah definitely mm. yeah i think like having for us well, definitely the right customers sorry yeah. yeah i know what you mean yeah and i yeah having um having maybe like a lower follower count 
mm. allows you to really interact with every person that you sort of come into contact with and yeah, to build yeah. that relationship with which is something that I like I've never really like chased followers or been like we need to have a thousand or ten thousand followers um, because the people that are following you most likely feel um, I guess like aligned with your brand values like you were saying and your your brand integrity and they can really see um, you know see a connection between them and your brand which is what I would much prefer over yeah, yeah. just some random followers that mm. um, don't really engage with your brand and yeah like don't really offer or you know don't offer anything or that you're not um, having an interaction with as well and what, one of the things I, I want to ask you about is I, I was thinking about this actually because when we talked about mentioned Emily earlier um, so me and Emily probably you know similar conversation I think we'll talk about this what do you think of being like of being like um, a, a woman starting a brand in a business and how do you feel like that people have responded to you like with that obviously because you know it's like you know a lot, a lot of people are setting up businesses now and they're like I know you've got groups like the Girl Boss Club which is advocating for yeah. women in business and stuff like that like how do you feel the response has been and stuff for that yeah I think especially things like Girl Boss Club that's yeah. amazing and really great networking opportunity for everyone to see how many opportunities are available to mm. you when like you can see someone else doing it and think I can do that you know another motorbike outside yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time he knows you're recording I, I know he's like oh it's that time <laughs> um but yeah I think um uh, same with I guess my design career I always felt like I had a right to do what I wanted to do in a way like I never um, felt like I was treated any differently mm. in my industry then or even now for being a woman yeah. um, and growing up I was always sort of it was drilled into me by my mum that like you have the same right as anyone else on this planet to do mm. what you want and um, you know you're not at a disadvantage in any way because of who you are currently and I'm not saying that's the case for um, every single profession out there mm. but definitely for the fields that I've worked in and I work in now yeah um, yeah I, I, I th yeah I, I embrace the fact that I am like a woman doing what I do and I guess in a way maybe that's what makes Vale unique because I don't know any other um, sports nutrition brands that are founded by women yeah. um, right now um, there's, a, there's a two girls actually there's, it's not sports nutrition but they own a company called Drop Bear Beer okay. and they are I think they're the I know I'm pretty sure they're the only female um, brewing startup or brewing yeah. company in UK maybe wow something like oh, that like, it's, it? yeah it's something like that like they you know and they've uh, like I, I you know they, uh, that's why I wanted to ask really because I know they've had like a lot of um, you know I think they were on like the BBC or ITV and stuff like getting interviewed and stuff they've had quite um, a really good response to yeah. the fact that they are an all all female uh, startup brewing company and stuff like that it's just you know yeah. it's, I love you and all those sorts of stories yeah I think especially being a woman women are known definitely for being more maybe like emotional and I think that um or having kind of more empathy in situations and I think that that can really add to um your qualities yeah, being yeah. a business leader and a business owner that um maybe um if someone had founded Vala exactly the same way they wouldn't have such a um such an emphasis on you know like thinking about your emotional well-being or feeling so um I guess open about it or you know feeling um 
that it that is a platform where you can talk about it and yeah. that um it's necessary to talk about it as well because as i mentioned like um in the past having things like anxiety and ocd i think that is another purpose of all is to really speak about mental health awareness and that's something that emily from girl boss club and i really connect over mm. um because i know she's a mental health nurse and um yeah i think really speaking about that openly i've seen so many people really respond to that and especially men as well mm. like which typically you know people say men's mental health is never speaking uh, spoken about um yeah. as openly and so if we can use vala as an opportunity to encourage sort of um open dialogue about that as well yeah. then that's an incredible opportunity and if that is some indirect of, um result of me being a woman owning a business i don't know if it is um then yeah like i'm more for it but I, i'm just for like anyone starting a business yeah. really i think it takes a lot of um a lot of work and a lot of uh yeah yeah a lot of grafting <laughs> a lot of guts a lot of like Late nights yeah overcoming yeah. self-doubts and things and so yeah yeah what, what would you say then to somebody who like who's listening or watching now in terms of like what if they wanted to start a business or if they're in the process of starting a business kind of what would be your like one or two main lessons that you would say <clears throat> you know the, the, the messages that you'd want to give to them essentially I would say, um, I think you really need to test your market first yeah. and really find out um, what, why you want to do it, like what is your driver for wanting to do it, um, do some market research and even if you don't intend on ever getting a business loan, just download a business plan template from mm. somewhere and um, just fill it out because it really forces you to ask questions that you might think you already know the answer to like uh, the first loan I ever applied for for my business. I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. And then it ended up taking me weeks to fill out because mm. I just started researching and researching and go on Google Trends and see like how will people respond in to the thing, you know, the area you want to step into. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'd say, like do a lot of background research. And also um, as much as I think it's great to be like, you know oh, I'm just gonna jump in feet first like you do you have to be prepared and you have to um, I think it's good to like to kind of do it alongside another job um, at the same time and while you're testing the waters yeah and um, to kind of find your feet a little bit and then slowly transition into it because maybe you just put all your eggs in that basket you might feel a bit pressured to be making decisions you don't necessarily want to want to be making like i may have felt pressure to take investment yeah. if i hadn't waited and tried to save up a bit of money um so that i'd mainly say that and also i would say try and find a mentor i've spoken about this before mm. um or maybe try and find a networking group where you find like a mastermind within mm. that, you know, you form your own mini mastermind with other people that are on your wavelength and that really empower you to follow your dreams. Um, but I think for me, definitely like starting a food business, as I said, it's really highly legislated mm. and having my mentor who's already done a lot before was amazing. Yeah. And, um, she is really expensive, <laughs> but I was um, strategic 
because she came with my first loan like I got mentorship so I was like okay. right if I'm strategic about this and I get a loan out yeah, then yeah. I can request her as a mentor which you're not really supposed to do but I was cheeky and I asked <laughs> so I think yeah just like try and be creative with the way you can ask people to mentor you when even if they don't realize they're being a mentor like hmm. and just be cheeky in business in general I yeah, think, well. I mean, don't yeah. be afraid to ask like a lot of people never ask you know just they don't yeah. they, 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 they want something but they won't actually ask because they feel like the answer is already going to be no and you know i think it's just about putting it out there and just just keeping on trying isn't it yeah like you don't ask you don't get and like most people do want to help at the yeah. end of the day like we said if people love to see people others see other people succeed mm. and if they can be a part of that or if they feel like they can you know root for you yeah that's um that's really amazing and i think just as someone as a consumer i love to see other brands do well yeah, yeah. you know or to help other people so yeah it's, it's lovely to see that come sort of full circle in a way and just lastly before we uh, finish up um what uh obviously i was gonna give you i give you a very pre-warning for this you question did. didn't i just before because i know it is uh, it catches people by surprise sometimes but what would you like to see changed in the world like what kind of idea do you think could be implemented or what would you like to see that would potentially benefit other people benefit other people or the world you know um mm. I would, I mean, I talk about this a lot personally, but I would really like to see more, definitely more mental health awareness. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just a massive thing for me. And um, maybe more awareness around how nutrition can really heal your body, how food um, can be your medicine at the end of the day. Mm. Um, I think those are like two of the biggest passions for me that sometimes I feel frustrated that people sometimes just think, Oh, we'll just give you something and then that'll go away and through realizing yeah. like it's not <laughs> always about putting a plaster on a situation it's about getting to the root cause of it and um, whether that's through something like therapy or um, meditation or your diet or exercise um, yeah that's like the message I guess that I'm passionate about it and I want to see change because it's like it goes into being the ethos behind Vala like mm. that's why I created it in a way to have um, that change and to really help to be a part of that movement which someone like yeah like Emily is really a part of as well speaking about so yeah I, I think it's a big like I, I know exactly what you mean in terms of like it's somebody's got a headache they take paracetamol a lot of the time rather yeah. than you know thinking have I drank enough water have I been drinking too much coffee yeah. uh, you know when's the last time I've eaten any I've eaten in general or had some fruit you know have I been out in the sun or had some fresh air today mm. um, have I been in front of a you know a screen for too long you know instead of looking for that you know for that cause like that what's actually caused it the root cause yeah. you know you just kind of think for the quick fix or you just try to cover it up like you said you know, you're almost putting a, a um, and not, not like, like a metaphorical plaster yeah. over the situation rather than figuring out what what the root cause and I think yeah I'd love to see more more stuff about that, like nutritional education, and also just helping people realize that there are there's other ways to look at doing things and dealing with problems than than covering it up almost. You yeah. Know, either it is like like you said with paracetamol or in a physical sense as well. Like. Yeah, to see that come into the mainstream because I think it's still con considered so niche to have mm. something like naturopathy, you know, or alternative mm. medicines. Um, yeah, I would love to see that sort of become 
in the more mainstream conversations I think mm. or you know things like um, yeah acupuncture and like we were speaking about reflexology and well we see, we see more of it come out now anyway yeah. so fingers crossed it'll keep uh, it'll keep on coming but uh, just last night for the guys who are listening and watching um, if you want to tell people your social media and how they can get in touch with you and also the website and stuff anything anyone uh, yeah, yeah so um our website is valaenergy.com, V-A-L-A, mm-hmm. and um, we're at Vala Energy on all of the handles, but mostly Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Instagram, I think that's everybody's favourite these days, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, no, definitely. Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll put it in the, the comments and stuff anyway for people to uh, get in touch with you, but thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. No problem. So Cheers, guys. Bye.